Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. Hello. Happy to have you. Happy to be talking the beautiful game. And, oh, what a show we've got. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly, sponsored by Pocock Brewing? Visit PocockBrewing.com to see what's on tap right now in their tasting room. Pocock Brewing Company. Embrace life. Drink good beer. And, oh, what a good show we have for you. I promise you. L.A. Galaxy manager Siggy Schmid going to be joining us coming up in the show. Also going to be talking with Jordan Harvey of LAFC. And I got to tell you, I am so jazzed for MLS's season to start. I cannot tell you. I got the first look I've had at LAFC. I got to go to practice, managed to make it over to UCLA, where LAFC are training, and got to watch my first MLS football of the season getting ready. You know, the LAFC, hitting the. Uh, it's early in training camp for these teams, of course. They're not doing a ton of stuff. But LAFC hit the field pretty good here. Not a lot of tackling going on, that kind of thing. You know, you would imagine with these teams this early. But, uh, yeah, so much fun to get out, smell the grass, watch them, you know, put the sprinklers on, get everything going. I was a little early because I'm a radio guy. We're always early to everything. So uh, thanks to LAFC for hosting me out there. I really appreciate that. So we're going to be talking with Jordan Harvey. Saw a lot of good things with that. But, again, I'm not going to sit here and break down a practice for you. That's Come on. It's too early for that. But it just got me thinking about how I cannot wait to see both these teams in 2018 for so many reasons, but very different reasons, obviously. And I got on Periscope Live earlier to preview the show, and it just struck me. How dramatic 2018 is going to be for LA Galaxy. This is a crossroads year for this franchise. And we've alluded to it a little bit after the dismal 2017. Everything went wrong in 2017. It was a mess. They know that. They know they were the worst team in Major League Soccer. They know that I've been saying that the uh, uh, you know my LA Galaxy have been the worst team in, in MLS for 2007. It was dreadful. Okay, turn the page, and LA Galaxy are making some moves. They finally finished the Ola Kamara trade from Columbus Crew, right? Your thoughts on that at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, or you can tweet me your thoughts on Twitter. You can follow the show at Talk Soccer if you prefer. Well, what a move that was. Jossie Zardin needed a new change. He needed a change. He needed to get away from this LA Galaxy scene for him. Fine. But that you can get a 17-goal scorer and a guy who's done it over multiple seasons in MLS, this wasn't a flash in the pan, to get Ola Kamara? Are you kidding me? He's exactly the kind of striker Galaxy were missing in 2017. Exactly. So that was a massive move. Huge decision to get that done, and they went out and did it. And again, we'll be talking with Siggy Schmid about that coming up. In a few minutes here, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We alluded to it last week. i got to be perfectly honest with you. When you have a great producer like Mario Rees give you some advice and uh, slap you on the wrist a little bit, you got to listen. So I can't go overboard with telling you about rugby. We're not talking rugby on the show. But if you're a rugby fan, let's just say, much like I did last week, you'll want to keep listening. Uh, no, I'm not going to break down the sevens, Okay. I'm not going to break down the you know, American Samoa versus Fiji. I'm not talking rugby on the show. Let's just say if you happen to like the game live, you're going to want to stay tuned as well. 
But, you know, the beautiful game. Look, soccer fans, you know us. We love everything. We love all sports equally here on Soccer Weekly. And big move coming out of uh, the premiership. Alexis Sanchez going to Man United, essentially for a player swap, which you know we don't see much in this game. Henrik Mkhitaryan, a very talented player, was just out of place with Jose Mourinho and Man United. And Mkhitaryan didn't light up Man United by any means, but I think he can do very well. This is a very talented player. So it's essentially a straight swap, Alexis Sanchez going to Man United. And, of course, we all know Alexis Sanchez is so talented. I, I just I don't know if Alexis Sanchez fits in with Man United. I, I'm sorry. Yes, he can play anywhere. Sanchez, Sanchez is not the problem. For me, it's Jose Mourinho at times with certain players is the problem. And the fit and it just reminds me, look, Mkhitaryan is a great player. Didn't work out. Doesn't mean he's a bad player, right? So many times we see, we see this with Landon Donovan. Oh, he went, to, he went to Bayern Munich and failed. Yeah, he was there for like two cups of coffee. Oh, but he's a terrible No, of course not. Just didn't work out. It does happen, even with great players. And that's essentially what happened with Mkhitaryan at uh, Man United. So this is a good move for everybody. Very good move for everyone involved. I think on both sides. Arsenal doesn't have to pay an exorbitant transfer fee, uh, you know, for a guy like Mkhitaryan. Not that they would need him if Sanchez was, you know, a little bit more right in the head with when it comes to Arsenal. And Man United doesn't have to pay some big elaborate fee. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Got to talk a little more premiership with this guy, Brighton Matt. A good buddy of the show. We appreciate him uh, taking Bra- Brighton, Matt. Uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, we've got to talk premiership with your uh, Brighton and Hove Albion, brother. Oh, Dave, just just such an honor to be on you, be on with you here, talking the beautiful game. Uh, yeah, Brighton Hove Albion just just locked into the relegation battle right now in the Premier League, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, six points separating tenth from twentieth right now in the table. It's just incredible. Now, Brighton, Matt, we know that uh, a lot of times the promotion promoted sides get off to that nice promoted start. You know, all the energy's going, everybody's pumped up. It's the first time you've been back in the Prem for a while. You know, some teams, it's their first time ever in the Premiership. The stadium's always rocking over there in, in England. There's no problem with that. So you get off to a good start. What's going on lately? This team is, they're not playing like they had played to begin the season. Let's just say that. It's fair, yeah. It's definitely fair to say. I mean, they're definitely lacking the the, the quality up front a little bit, and I think we, we, when you see when you play these incredible defenses week in and week out, you know, a team like Brighton that doesn't have the depth of of strikers and and, and players that can move the ball forward, they're they're just kind of getting worn down. And you know, you would think that coming to the championship where you play two three games a week, it would have them prepared for that. But they're getting the ball in attacking positions. They've really only been blown out twice, you know, all, all season, but. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, you cannot doubt the fans, you cannot doubt the support. Like you say, the stadium, no matter what, down 3-0, up 2-0, they, they are always supporting this, the, the club, so it's just been great. All right, Brighton, Matt, you know the game, you love your uh, Brighton and Hove Albion in the Premiership. Where is What's the recipe for them surviving and not getting relegated back to the Championship? Well, I'll tell you what, you don't have this all that often, but right now, this next six, seven weeks in the Prem, this is going to make or break the season, because... Coming up, we got games against Stoke. We have games against Southampton, against Swansea, and these teams are really going to have to get points from over the next four or five matches because you look at the schedule and you close out the season with Liverpool and Man United, Man City still on the, the slate, and Arsenal 
coming into town. I mean, you, you got to take advantage of these next six matches. And if we get eight, nine points, I think we'll be all right. And no matter what, the fans, myself, right at the front of the line, will be there supporting them. I love it. Brighton, Matt, uh, I got into a Twitter beef earlier in the week with some people who were saying, oh, yeah. Uh, Toronto FC couldn't even win in uh, League One. They'd be a relic. I'm like, come on, that's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, I give uh, I'd give Brighton about eight and a half to one to uh, make the MLS playoffs this year. But anyway, uh, Brighton, Matt. Oh, too soon, Dave. Too, too soon. soon. We appreciate you uh, popping on by from across the pond and uh, you know, safe travels throughout uh, England as you uh, follow your Brighton and Hove Albion. Come on, you goals. Let's go. Uh-huh. Appreciate it, Dave. Keep keep uh, promoting the beautiful game. Dude. You bet. So. That's a fan of the show, friend of the show. Brighton, Matt, joining me. It helps. Yeah, you probably should hang up on the phone call and not uh, turn your own mic off then home. Okay, there you go. Radio 101, keep your mic on until it's time to take a break. Still to come, we got the great Siggy Schmidt, manager of LA Galaxy, joining us. A little bit later on, don't forget, bottom of the hour, Jordan Harvey of LAFC, but it is Siggy next here on Soccer Weekly, you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. This is the home of world football in Southern California. I'm Dave Denholm, and a pleasure to be joined now by the manager of LA Galaxy, Siggy Schmidt. Siggy, how are you feeling uh, after the first few days of camp? I uh, feel very good. You know, the guys came in uh, in good shape, which is important. You know, we've got a lot of our uh, preliminary work testing out of the way, and and guys are getting to know each other because we've had a little bit of turnover. So I'm um, I'm really pleased so far where we're at. I love the little bit of turnover. You did have a lot of specific needs that you talked about for the team going forward into 2018, and you've addressed them with several moves. Did that process go as planned for you in this off season, Siggy? Uh, you know, at the end, it's never when you're doing those amount of changes. It's never an entirely smooth process. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, bumps in the road, a lot of hurdles we got to go over. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, we're pretty pleased with what we uh, ended up with. We were able to uh, uh, fulfill positions, fulfill positions that uh, that we needed uh, help in. Uh, we think we have a much deeper team already for sure. And uh, sort of results in a lot more competition at training, which is also good. We're talking with Siggy Schmidt, the manager of LA Galaxy. Siggy, I've talked to people around the soccer world, and you're very well respected, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And I know you have more responsibility now than just being a manager, of course. You've been responsible for this roster, and uh, you and your son are getting out there and uh, searching for talent. What part of the what part of that do you love, and what part of it maybe don't you like in terms of you, you have to be out there doing a whole lot here now? You know, probably, probably as you get a little bit older, the travel is something you can do without yeah. at times. Uh, but, uh, you know, for sure the roster build, uh, you know, was myself, you know, Kurt Schmidt, but Jovan Karofsky and Peter Vianos were very uh, heavily involved in all of that as well. It was a combined effort. Uh, for me, always as a coach, uh, the thing that has always given me the biggest thrills is uh, seeing players develop and grow and move on to the next level whether that was when I was coaching UCLA and you had a player like a Kobe Jones or a Chris Henderson or Paul Caligiri, whether that was when I was with L.A. the first time and, and I had young players like a Carlos Ruiz and uh, a Danny Califf and guys who really developed or at, in Columbus, it was guys like Robbie Rogers, it was guys like, uh, you know, Brad Evans, guys that became national team players and in Seattle, you know, Jordan Morris and, uh, and Christian Roldan. So for me, Finding young players, helping them grow, helping them develop, 
helping them get to the next level, that's, uh, that's the biggest joy for me. And, and I think when you, when you work and you can improve the group every day, but you can improve the individuals every day, uh, you know, winning takes care of itself. Siggy, so you mentioned it in your time here previously. I know, obviously, you have a storied history here, not only with the LA Galaxy, but with UCLA. Do you feel very comfortable in Los Angeles? I should. I've been here long enough. So, uh, you know, my wife and me have been living in separate homes for the last uh, 11 years now, I think. So uh, it was a little strange being in one house for a while. And, uh, uh, you know, and I sort of got used to weather in different places. But, man, you can't beat Southern California weather. It's uh, it's the best. So, uh, you know, great to be back home, really comfortable. And this this club has always had a very special place in my heart because uh, Mr. Anschutz, uh, you know, went out of his way back when to take a chance on a college coach. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll never forget that. And so this club has always been special to me. Well, you certainly paid him back on that uh, with what you, what happened with the LA Galaxy when you were running the first time. And one of the players that you mentioned is something I wanted to bring up. So yeah, I've always been curious. We talk about it on the show a lot is Carlos Ruiz, for my money, is one of the greatest signings in the history of MLS. And talk a little bit about that process going and finding a young kid like him who just came in here like gangbusters when he arrived. Yeah, you know, it's people think sometimes, okay, you see somebody, it happens, and a month later you sign him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd been following Carlos Ruiz from the Guatemalan under 20 team to the Guatemalan Olympic qualifying team. Uh, to him playing in the Gold Cup, and uh, and then he had gone to Greece uh, on me, and uh, things didn't work out for him. So then it became a good opportunity for us to be able to gather him in and and bring him to us. And uh, you know he's always I saw him the other night, and it's always great seeing him. You know I've got a very special place in my heart for him. Uh, you know because obviously that first year he was unbelievable, uh, but you know finding him and seeing him play and and with the year we brought carlos in uh you know story that not a lot of people know but we we actually had an option or we had the ability to trade for a pretty experienced goal scorer in the league Mm -hmm. uh and uh i think uh when i when i uh when i voted with my coaches or we looked at it i think i was the only vote that went for carlos ruiz (laughs) and uh you know i decided he was going to be the guy that he could do it uh, we were going to pass on the experienced guy, and uh, you know, it turned out extremely well. You know, it did obviously, and thank goodness you listened to yourself. Uh, appreciate that as a Galaxy fan, but that is an interesting point because you do have to go like you can do all the scouting in the world, but you still have to make a decision eventually on guys. And how do you know? You know at times, have you certainly you've probably missed on decisions like that in your career. Everybody does. Like how how often does that work out realistically with that kind of big move? Yeah. <clears throat> I I always say sometimes when I talk to coaches, I always say you know as a head coach, you know or or finding players, it's all the same. You're going to make ten decisions. Yeah, uh, you're definitely going to make three right, no matter who you are. And you're going to make three wrong, mm-hmm. no matter who you are. You know, it's what you do then with with those other four decisions. And you know, if you get those other four decisions right, you know, then you're then you're batting seventy percent and you're doing a good job. And if you get those wrong, if you're a baseball player, you're in the Hall of Fame because you're batting three hundred. <laughs> but uh, but you're fired if you're a soccer manager. So yeah, <laughs> but you're fired if you're a soccer manager. Yeah, uh, you know. So it's you know it's a lot of things. You're looking at the players' abilities and what he can bring to your club and what he can bring to your team. But then then the real character, I, I, I've rarely had players 
fail because of not having enough talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, players that have had not succeed, it's because their mentality or or just the character wasn't there to push them through through the final limits. And, and so that's one of the things that's hardest to assess and judge. But you end up talking to people, you end up talking to the player, you go down and visit with the player, uh, you see him play live, and, you know, once you start talking to guys, you know, you start to get a feel, uh, you know, for what they are. But, you know, determining character, you know, after you've determined the talent uh, is a really important part in terms of the recruitment process. We're talking with the manager of LA Galaxy, Siggy Schmidt, joining us here on Soccer Weekly with Dave Dunholm on ESPN LA 710. Siggy, as we look to the pitch this season coming up, what type of team with the roster you've built, what kind of football can the fans expect in 2018? Well, we're still going to be a possession-orientated team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be a team that attacks over the flanks because we have dangerous flank players like Alessandrini, uh, Ima Boateng, Sebastian Legette coming back into the team. Uh, and, but, you know, we're also a team that's uh, going to be able to take advantage of what the opponent gives us. And if they step up overly high, we're not going to be a team that's going to be afraid to to use these spaces behind the opponent's defense. And if they drop back and bunker in, we're going to be a team that's good enough to move the ball around and unbalance them and, and create our opportunities. So, so we always want to be we always want to be that kind of team that's possession orientated, that's going to build out of the back. Uh, you know, it's going to hold on to the ball. But the other side of the coin is when we lose it, we want to be much better than we were last year defensively, uh, much better in terms of our reaction to the transition, and much better in terms of our ability to press as a group. Siggy, with a guy like Ola Kamara, what impressed me uh, in Columbus with him is he's not afraid to pass the football as a forward who loves to score. So that's a that's a dual threat. Does he help unlock Gio Dos Santos more this season? I think yeah, well, he helps all of us because uh, his ability. He's the kind of forward who's who's going to show, and when he shows, he's gonna he's gonna find players behind him. Yeah. His strength is is showing, dropping it, and going again. You know, his strength is running without the ball. And I think as Gio is a, is a tremendous passer, uh, so I think once Gio gets to, gets to know him, finds some passes, it was even today, today we scrimmaged sort of for the first time for a little bit, and in the second 10 minutes you could already see the guys starting to anticipate his runs and looking for him on those runs. Uh, you know, so that's something that will come with, with preseason time, with them getting to know him. But he's, he's a forward who's going to show he's not, he's not going to turn and beat four players on you. But he's a guy who's going to make near post runs, who's going to get on the end of crosses, who's going to make those little splitting diagonal runs, uh, that allows him to get behind the defense. As you mentioned, some, you know, pretty heavy roster turnover. That's not unexpected in professional sports. So certainly for the Galaxy moving forward, we're all pretty familiar with, uh, you know, certainly very familiar with guys like Perry Kitchen and Chris Pontius and familiar with Emra Clementa here who've played in the United States and we all know what they can do. Can you talk a little bit about the qualities of the new signees like Jorgen Shelvik and uh, Rolf Felcher a little bit more? Sure. Uh, Rolf, we'll begin with Rolf. He's uh, obviously an experienced player and he's played for Venezuela, uh, you know, I think 20 times or so. Uh, he can play right back. It's probably his best position. He can also play left back. Uh, he's a very good 1v1 defender. Uh, so from that standpoint, there's a lot of good wingers in this league. Uh, he definitely helps us on that aspect. 
Um, again, a guy who's you know willing to come forward, is comfortable on the ball, is a very good crosser of the ball when he gets himself into those positions, uh, and he's athletically very good. Uh, Jorgen is uh, is a center back who's got. Uh, uh, well above average speed. You know, a lot of the center backs in the league are not the swiftest. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, I think today at practice, I think Jamison tried to run past him and he stayed with him <laughs> step by step for step. So that's, uh, that's a good that's sign. Yeah. That's a good sign. And, and the other thing though, he's, he's a very good passer of the ball, you know, and he's the kind of defender who, when you get him the ball, he's able to take that space if the defense gives it to him. And, uh, he's really going to help Giovanni and Jonathan. And all of our midfielders, from a standpoint of he finds those little threaded balls into midfielders' feet, and uh, that allows them to turn. So it doesn't have to go from center back to outside back, back in. A lot of times it can go from him in, and that allows us to turn into the attack much quicker. So I think fans will be happy with him as well. Absolutely. Siggy, before we let you go, look, obviously MLS Cup, winning that is the, the key. How important is Champions League getting back to that for LA Galaxy as a franchise? Uh, I love to be in as many competitions as possible. And uh, uh, it's been a while since I've competed in Champions League now. Uh, it's, uh, we were the last team. The LA Galaxy was the last U.S. team to win uh, the Champions League. And uh, I'd like the LA Galaxy to be the next team yeah. to win to win the Champions League. But before we can do that, we got to make sure we get into the playoffs and, uh, and we got to win some things this year, whether it's Supporter Shield or whether it's uh, MLS Cup or Open Cup. You know, we got to get ourselves onto the board again where we're winning trophies and, uh, and we're putting ourselves into the frame for the Champions League. He's the manager of LA Galaxy, Siggy Schmidt. Thanks so much for taking the time, Siggy, and uh, good luck to you in 2018. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure being on with you. You bet. Siggy Schmidt. Always good to talk to him. Appreciate that. Once again, I'm, I gotta get to Radio 101 with my hitting uh, off and on with the, uh, letting go of the guests. Thanks so much for Siggy for taking the time. Uh, man, I'm third division today so far with that. Uh, that's just on me. Great stuff from uh, Siggy. I'm, I'm more pumped about the season than I was 24 hours ago, to be honest. Between going to LAFC's training and talking with Siggy Schmid, now we're going to be talking with Jordan Harvey coming off the training pitch with LAFC. I got a chance to see him and LAFC in action a little bit. You know, I'm getting a lot of great response on Twitter to the interview. You can hit me up at Talk Soccer. I want to get to a little bit of that. Uh, got some great response here. Obeso Samuel tweets in at Talk Soccer and says, with Kamara up top, Gio can play as the center forward Cam and create chances. Amen. Absolutely. That is exactly, I mean, Gio, you remember what Gio did with Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan when they were really clicking? I mean, come on. Look, Giovanni Dos Santos did not have a good 2017. You know who else didn't? Just about every other player on LA Galaxy. It was that kind of year. Look, a tip of the cap to Roman Alessandrini, who had a magnificent year in his first year, and he was really had a lot to prove, and he went out and did it. So I expect nothing less from him. But it wasn't Gio Dos Santos' fault that the Galaxy... I mean, there's plenty of blame. Much like my Cleveland Browns, plenty of blame to go around for 2017 with the Galaxy. And a guy like Gio Dos Santos in the right situation with the right teammates. As I said with Siggy, Ola Kamara doesn't hate passing the football. It is going to make all the difference. But make no mistake, 2018 LA Galaxy is all about 
Gio Dos Santos fitting in with Ola Kamara and Romano Alessandrini. If they do that, they've already fixed the defense to my liking, the goalkeeping situation. They will be a contender and then some. At uh, YCIS, Yanks College Soccer uh, tweets in, Ziggy, Ziggy, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We got some other tweets coming in at Talk Soccer, but we're going to have Jordan Harvey coming up talking LAFC football next here on the home of world football in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly, ESPN LA 710. You are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. I am Dave Denholm. A pleasure to be with you. You can follow the show, as always, on Twitter, at TalkSoccer as well. And we're hanging out with you here, as we do each and every week on ESPN LA 710. And joining us now, as promised, he is a defender for LAFC, uh, the new t- new kid in town here in MLS. He is a seasoned veteran, though, around the league. It is Jordan Harvey. Jordan, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. You sit on the block. That feels good a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Jordan, obviously you've been around MLS. You've been around the block a few times with this league. But now coming into this situation, what does it feel like finally hitting the pitch here over at UCLA to get things going for LAFC? It's actually a little strange, to be honest. I went to school at UCLA, so it's uh, kind of a, a homecoming in a few different ways. Um, but it's so great. It's so great to get started. Um, to be uh, with an organization like LASC that has really hit the ground running, even though they are expansion team, we are an expansion team. And so it's just a breath of fresh air. And being back home, I grew up in Mission Viejo, about an hour south from here. And so um, I have that support group here and, and all positives right now. Well, let's be honest, Jordan. Uh, obviously, this the first day I could get out to camp was today. And I'm, look, I'm a grizzled veteran of uh, sports talk, been around for too many years to count. You've been around Major League Soccer. A lot of times we see it in other sports, Jordan. I won't, I won't accuse soccer players of doing this. We see a lot of guys trying to bail on training camp as much as they can, whether it's the NFL or Major League Baseball. <laughs> but did this give you like a renewed sense of let's get to it because of this opportunity with, you know, a new franchise, as you say, from the ground up? And, you know, it's like, let's hit this thing going. And you had to be excited to go to camp this year. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's a huge part of of what's Bob, what Bob's doing is instilling his style right away. And it's not your regular preseason. Usually, you come in and you do fitness, you do all this and that. But uh, you know, LAFC and Bob, we're hitting the ground running and and playing and getting our fitness through playing and learning his style and what he wants from us, the ins and outs, the nuances, playing with different teammates. It's super important to build that chemistry on the pitch. And so in doing that, you got to play together. And so that's kind of what he's instilled in us from day one. And guys are so excited to be out here. You know, I've been a uh, part of many preseasons, and um, it, there's no better weather than out here in L.A. Teams come and fly to L.A. for preseason to have this already here, and being an expansion team, guys can get settled along with that, which is huge off the field. Um, you know, like I said, you can't ask for anything better. Now, you mentioned the weather. I thought it was a little nippy at uh, training this morning, actually. Maybe I'm a little spoiled, right? We're, we're Southern California now. I mean, maybe I'm a little spoiled. A little chilly, a little breeze in the air, a little uh, chill in the breeze this morning, Jordan. But you guys handled it well. Uh, you talk about uh, being back at UCLA for you. Obviously, as you mentioned, you're a Southern California guy. Uh, in, in a way, 
how how do you develop a chemistry from day one for a team that hasn't been together? In other words, you guys are all professionals. I get that. Some of you certainly know each other from other situations. How do you how do you find that cohesion as quickly as possible from essentially a brand new situation here? Yeah, it's it's not it's not uh, not easy. It's, yeah. it's you know you get to the training center, you try to have as many conversations with guys as possible, mm-hmm. break down those walls, break down those barriers. It's like, uh, you know, the first day was like a first day of school. You have a new class. And to make it easier for everybody, you just kind of go around and introduce yourselves and, and really have those conversations and, and, and push those conversations. Put your phone away in the locker room, which if you go around many locker rooms in this league, guys <laughs> are on their phone. But honestly, just put your phone down and have conversations with the guys. And then on the field, just communication. It's just uh, about, you know, telling your teammate where you like the pass to be. You know, knowing a guy's left-footed, right-footed, um, what his strengths, what his weaknesses are, and that'll help, you know, the product on the field. And so the more we can do that, the more we can get around one another, build that chemistry off the field, it'll translate onto it. And so that's that's what I've been doing is just trying to have those conversations with anybody from guys first year in their league um, to guys like Benny Fellhaber that I played with at UCLA that I haven't uh, played with since. And so just rekindling those relationships. So just building on those and uh it's been really fun we are talking with jordan harvey a former uh, back for uh, vancouver who makes his way to lafc now and uh, they're just getting going in training camp now jordan uh, this is going to sound like i'm sucking up but i don't care because i'm telling the truth okay a couple years ago uh you know i've been following the game and in, in the media for you know with mls and everything for many years uh, i happened to pick you as the mls defender of the year a few years ago uh, I thought you, uh, you know, obviously had some great years in Vancouver, no question. What did you pick up? What was made the difference for you in Vancouver to take that next step in MLS? Uh, well, uh, first off, I appreciate that. That's that's really high uh, praise. So thank you. Um, for me in Vancouver, um, it was it was a lot of what I kind of just described in terms of building relationships yeah. and, and being comfortable within your surroundings. I think, uh, you know, I initially got traded out there from Philadelphia. And so I kind of hit the ground running, but it was, it wasn't probably until my second, third year that I really started performing week in, week out and at a higher level. And so, um, you know, having played seven years in Vancouver and starting fresh here in LA, I know what I need to do. I know the comfort level that I need to get with my teammates, with the coaching staff. Uh, with the front office and so like I said it's trying to hit the ground running and and build those relationships to build the comfort on the field getting set up to be honest everybody you, normally uh, teams bring in you know three four or five players yeah this is 20 plus guys coming <laughs> to a new city so um, you know we have relocation specialists we have guys that are just here to really make this transition easier and that absolutely will transition onto the field. And so um, all of that stuff is huge with an expansion team, and L.A. has done an enormous, uh, an incredible job in making that transition easy for guys. We are talking with Jordan Harvey, his uh, LAFC defender here, as they get going with a training camp just beginning this week. We're getting closer and closer to MLS 2018 getting going. Jordan, uh, let me ask you this question. Is uh, 33 the new 25? <laughs> I sure hope so, man. I I feel really good, um, and that was, uh, you know, one of the conversations I had uh, with Bob coming in is, yeah. you know, how I feel. You know, I am at, on, the, on the back nine of my career, so to speak, and so, um, you know, 
knock on wood, I haven't had any major injuries, and I feel really good. And so this is one of the, uh, the off-seasons, I feel like one of my better off-seasons in terms of uh, keeping up with fitness and getting touches. And so, um, you know, normally you have a little rust to shake off, which is natural coming into preseason. But in terms of feeling fit, I feel really good. And so, um, yes, absolutely, 33 is the new 25. And I've got a birthday here in a couple of weeks, so hopefully that will make me feel like I'm 26. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's right. A couple of days here. Don't you? What are you talking about? Uh, happy yeah, birthday! I'm just days. looking now. Holy cow! But <laughs> I, I, I didn't get you anything. I apologize. But uh, yeah, we are talking with Jordan Harvey. Uh, Jordan, uh, as we look to this season, look. You know, the, the the pat answer, and I'm not even saying that it isn't the real answer. But a lot of times when we talk about what's the expectations, well, we want to win the cup, or we want to, you know, of course, that's what you guys are pros. You want to win every match. You want to be perfect. You want to win the MLS Cup and win the Champions League and all that. But realistically. Coming into this season, uh, we've seen Atlanta United, and then for every Atlanta United, there's a Minnesota United that has a couple of growing pains along the way. What are you What are you guys expecting? I know it's early, but what what genuinely are you expecting out of LAFC in these first maybe one or two seasons? Yeah, I, that's a good question, and you know the obvious answer is you know get wins, get yeah. playoff appearances, get MLS cups. But I think long term, I think it's about building a culture, mm-hmm. and that's what drew me to LAFC as a free agent, that's what drew me here was that they had a culture that they had envisioned. Um, you know, they have uh, the community that is backing. The, the supporters are crazy. I went out to a drum session. Our supporters, 3252, are going out and doing these drum sessions every Sunday to practice for the games. And that's the culture that they're creating here yeah. from, um, you know, the supporters groups all the way up to, the ownership group. I had a, a good conversation with Larry Bird um, today, and it was just about L.A. and 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 the market that we have, and tapping into that, and and the resources that our ownership ownership group has that, that they have the ability to do that and, and do it very successfully. And so, um, you know, all the way from the supporters to ownership group, it's just about building that culture that will last generations from now, not just two years. It'll, it'll kind of be embedded from the very beginning, um, and it, it will hopefully be a title contender, you know, this year and years to come, but it's about creating that culture that will, um, you know, lift us to that point. Absolutely. We're talking with Jordan Harvey. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time. Now, before we let you go, you're a SoCal guy. He's coming back to Southern California. Are, are I know you're from down there. Are, are you like a beach guy? Are you, you, you not a beach dude? What's going on with that? I, I am a beach guy. I grew up uh, Michigan Viejo. My, my brother was the captain of the surf team, so I went to the beach a lot. I was a terrible surfer, uh, good at sports, but I nonetheless, I love the beach. So, um, you know, coming in here off seasons, running on the beach, all that sort of stuff. My family still lives down in Southern Orange County, and mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, man, I, I'm so happy to be back here, and, and hopefully we'll have many more conversations. Oh, great. We're looking forward to it. Jordan Harvey, thanks so much for taking the time. Appreciate it, buddy. Have a good night. You bet. Best of luck to Jordan Harvey, the LAFC a new defender there. And, you know, he's a seasoned veteran around MLS. He knows his way around this league. And I, and I don't say that uh, – I didn't want to suck up, but uh, genuinely, when I was doing a, a different podcast – uh, I had picked him as the MLS Defender of the Year a few years back. He just had uh, a great run with Vancouver Whitecaps there for a number of seasons. So that's going to translate in the back line. And this is a guy who likes to get up and down the pitch. We saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that at uh, at LAFC practice on this one. They are definitely going to want to get up 
and get into the attack as fast as possible. There's no doubt about that. So that'll be interesting to see how uh, Bob Bradley can kind of mold that. Oh, by the way, just a, a, apropos of nothing, after seeing Jordan at practice and seeing the, other, the rest of the team, Benny Failhaber is good. You don't need me to tell you that. Holy cow. When you watch him in tight space, up close, fast play, I mean, you know, obviously I watched this league for years. You watch him on TV a lot because he played for Sporting Kansas City. Benny Failhaber live. Oh, unbelievable. Thanks so much to Jordan Harvey. Appreciate that. You want to respond to all this stuff? We talked to Siggy Schmidt earlier. You can hit me up on Twitter at Talk Soccer. This is Soccer Weekly. We continue on. Oh, by the way, we got something to give away. I'm just saying. We got something to give away coming up next. Dave Dunholm hanging out with you here on the home of world football in Southern California. It is ESPN LA 710. Indeed, Steely Voice Radio Man, I am Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to Soccer Weekly here on ESPN LA 710, the home of world football here in Southern California. Oh, it's just so much fun. Jordan Harvey, great conversation with him from LAFC. If you missed any of that, also, Siggy Schmidt earlier in the show. LA Galaxy manager, some great conversations with them. If you missed it at all, you can head on back to the podcast afterwards. We get that fired out. You can follow me on Twitter at Talk Soccer. I fire out the link to that. Or you can go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review Soccer Weekly on iTunes. I would appreciate all the support. I do appreciate all the support. Already getting a lot of great reviews. By the way, P.S., I'm in radio. We get criticized a lot. I can take it. If you don't happen to like the show, so be it. Whatever, share your opinions. That's fine. That's what all, that's what radio is about, right? So if I can't put up with that, I'm more than happy to listen. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Now, the reason I give out that number is we've got something to give away. Right now, callers 7 and 10, we're looking for you at 877-710-ESPN. That's 877-710-3776. Callers 7 and 10 are going to win four club seats to International Rugby Saturday at the StubHub Center on February 3rd, right? I mean, come on. You know we soccer fans are mutual admiration society when it comes to other sports. We all love the Lakers. We love USC, of course. We love the NBA. We love NFL, no doubt. We love rugby here at Soccer Weekly. 877-710-ESPN. At 3 o'clock, it's UCLA against Arizona on that International Rugby Saturday. Then at 5 p.m., it's American Rugby Championship USA Men's National Team against the Argentina 15. Big, big stuff there at StubHub Center on February 3rd. Tickets on sale now at AXS.com. AXS.com. The phone lines are lighting up again. Callers 7 and 10. Both are going to win four club seats to International Rugby Saturday, StubHub Center, February 3rd. If you're interested, check it out. Tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. Go check that out. Appreciate their support and appreciate your support for participating. Going to have two big winners, no question. Mario's on the phone with them already, so I appreciate that. Uh, look, we were talking earlier about the move of Alexis Sanchez going to Man or from, to Manchester United from Arsenal. It was time. I, I got stopped by one of our uh, sales guys here, uh, David, a good guy who loves Arsenal. And he was like, what do you think? You know, this move, you know, getting, you know, Alexis has to go, getting rid of him. He was kind of upset about it, of course. Alexis Sanchez, multi-talented player, so unique and diverse on that wing when he gets going. I mean, this is a guy who can change games, right? We know all the cliches about him. He's great. He's world-class. He wasn't fitting in anymore at Arsenal. It just wasn't working anymore. And if you're going to be languishing anyway, mix it up without having to spend big money, without having to try to get big money for a guy who's already in the outs when it comes to Alexis. Go after a guy who's on the outs at Man United and Henrik Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan, this guy is talented. 
He really is. This guy's got all the skills in his bag of tricks. And he can be effective with Arsene Wenger. Just like Alexis Sanchez could be effective with Man United, I don't know how he's going to fit in with Jose Mourinho. I know Jose Mourinho is a great coach, okay? Don't hit me up on Twitter with that. I'm not taking any. Look, the guy is a legend. But there are some types of players that don't fit in with Jose Mourinho. Mkhitaryan was one of them. I don't know about Alexis Sanchez there. Does he immediately go to Man United and become, yeah, pretty much their best player? Yeah, okay, I could say that. Yeah. I mean, you can make arguments with Pogba and a few. Yeah, okay, I understand. I'm not saying he's head and shoulders above. It's not like Ronaldo coming back or Messi going. But Alexis Sanchez is on that next tier. He can help Man United take steps forward if he's ready, if he fits in. But that's a big if. 877-710-ESPN. Mario, are we cool with the uh, winners? So we got those nails down. Thanks so much yep. for everybody uh, calling in. If you want to chat football, it's 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-ESPN. Once again, we gave away... Two sets of four club seats each to the winners to International Rugby Saturday at StubHub Center on February 3rd. Tickets on sale now at AXS.com. So 877-710-ESPN. Discuss this, this move here. Alexis Sanchez going to Manchester United. I am not sold. Mario, we'll be talking about that throughout the rest of the week on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. But now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's stoppage time. Ladies and gentlemen, the great producer of this show, Mario Rees, joining me as he does each and every week. Mario, Dave, what's talking, happening? Buddy. What's happening? What's crack a lacking, baby? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I pulled a muscle. Say, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so out of shape. Oh, All I right. literally popped my hernia saying that. What was I thinking? Oh. No, you sounded great. You sounded so cool. Oh. I might have to go on the IR here after that. <laughs> All right, so you remember uh, Atlanta Falcons and Atlanta United owner Arthur Blank, right, when he cut the prices of concession stands oh, at yes. the stadium? That's right. He, to the bone when you consider sports concession stand prices. Yeah, it was the lowest of all major professional uh, American sports. Yeah. Well, uh, ESPN's Darren Ravel, he has the numbers. The numbers are in, and it turns out fans actually spent more money than before. So no I think they cut the prices, but they spent more money. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and I mean that, and in fact, I read that article, Mario. That's funny you bring that up because I, I am on record as saying I thought Atlanta United would be a failure. I did. I, I thought they would be a failure. I didn't, I didn't like MLS going down there to fit in with Atlanta Falcons coming to yeah. the Mercedes Benz Stadium. And I didn't know about Arthur Blank and his love for soccer. It has been. A rousing success, and I've been proven wrong, dead wrong on that. Yeah, nobody could just, call that. Nobody could no, see that coming. But that's just another example of what they're doing down there with these concession stands. We're talking like unlimited Cokes for like $2, literally. Yeah. Like, Slice of pizza, three bucks. I mean, come on. You you pay $20 for two things at any other games. Like, it's unbelievable. And they end up making more money. That is fantastic. Unbelievable. Take notes, Dodger Stadium. Take <laughs> notes, Dodger Stadium. Take notes, everybody here yeah. in Southern California. Take notes, the Ivy, for crying out loud. Lower your prices. <laughs> Just kidding. Listen to me, pompous jerk, talking about the Ivy. Yeah, like I've ever been. All right, Dave. So what about uh, Barisha Dorman? I've heard that they were supposed to come over here and play against LAFC in the summertime. But uh, it looks like uh, things are uh, not quite set yet. Some scheduling issues from what I can hear, pick up uh, behind the scenes. It's not 
set in stone. Uh-huh. I think it's going to get done. I think they're going to end up coming over here. That's oh. my opinion on that. I think it will get done. But they had some issues where it's not as set in stone as they would hope. So we're still I was so excited that. when I saw that well, online. I do. I think it'll get done. That will be awesome, though, won't it? Wonder Boy going to be playing at Bank of America Stadium. Oh, man. That will be great. Uh, anytime you can watch Christian Pulisic, it is a beautiful thing. He is a big part of the beautiful game, no doubt. Mario Reeves, a big part of this show. Thank you so much, as always. Michael Funches. Uh, two of the coolest dudes in radio across the glass, and then me, Dave Denholm. Always a pleasure to be here. You can check out the podcast, Soccer Weekly, on iTunes or any of your podcatchers. Appreciate that. Go to ESPN.com to check that out as well. This is Soccer Weekly. Thanks to Siggy Schmidt and Jordan Harvey for joining us, and Brighton Matt. Always appreciate that. Soccer Weekly on the home of world football in Southern California, ESPN LA 710.